think more people would be happy if they did what they loved. And that's like that includes nine to five. If you love working at an office, go ahead, work at an office. Work at an office and be happy. If you love fixing cars, become a mechanic and be happy. If you love like, you know, being a tradie, then be a tradie. If you love houses, go into real estate. But people would be more happy if they did what they loved instead of doing things just to get by. 100% man, 100% I totally agree. Um, most people just look at the monetary value as well instead of f- job fulfillment and that's another big thing. But I think they have to. Like, people got bills to pay. Yeah, see that's that's definitely one way to look at it and some people are in a, a, a much worse position than we are. So they have other commitments like bills, kids to look after, home loans. Which is fair enough. But there comes a point in that life that you think, okay, I'm set out for more than this. I need that job fulfillment. I need to do something I'm passionate about. I need to pursue my strengths. That fulfillment is different for different people. You know what I mean? Some people are fulfilled like working nine to five. Yeah. Working at an office or... And praise to them. Society wouldn't function without people working nine to five. But that's not you. But that's cl- that's that's just not me, personally. I have a nine to five job at the moment, and I've had nine to five jobs in the past, and I've figured out very quickly that it isn't for me, because I don't receive that job fulfillment, and I'm working to create someone else's future instead of build my own. Whose future? My boss's future. He's, oh, yeah, he's paying right. me terrible money. And, I, and I'm busting my ass. That's doing, the grind, man. That is the grind, of course. You need to do that. Everyone starts from somewhere. <coughs> Everyone starts from somewhere. That's very true. But you know, it's so hard to find what your passion is. I'm 19. I still don't know. I have no idea what I want to do. I have no idea what fulfills me. Uh, right now, I'm lacking in fulfillment. I have no idea. Like, and you know what? That's totally fine. That is a normal life in a teenager and in any adult. Most adults don't even know what fulfills them. You're even one step ahead of most adults because they don't even care. They just do it because they have to do it. We're in a very fragile and for a very unique time in our lives where we can explore what we think we will like this is what I outlined in my first podcast about trying to find your passions is just go out and experience anything and everything try and learn new things go on the internet and search up free courses on specific areas and see if you like it and then try and apply it in real life that's the best way to find what you love because if you don't do it you'll be sitting on your ass doing nothing anyway so why not yeah you know what I mean that's that message that I want to spread and that's totally fine that you don't know what your passion is but I've applied for like I have literally 20 different resumes for 20 different industries yeah (laughs) and I'm just chucking it all out there and then hopefully I find something if I like it 
I'll stick with it. If I don't like it, I'll get rid of it. Yeah. But it's that trial and error that's a little scary sometimes because it's like, fuck, I'm earning money. I'm, I'm making money, so why not just do it? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? But then I don't like it. You're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not sometimes the obstacle you have to go through. That's that that's that shit you have to eat sometimes. I worked at I won't say the business's name, but a business, a franchise. I worked at two franchises. And I hated both those jobs. But I loved the money. Yeah. The, the money, but, but but I didn't stay at those jobs because not because I didn't. Because if I don't do something I love or I enjoy, I genuinely get depressed. Yeah, like genuinely. That's just how I am. I don't know if other people are like that, but that's how I am. And a lot of people say, including, you know, my family members, say you're not supposed to like your job. You're supposed to make money. And I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that is a broken reality. As a broken mindset. If you live your entire life not liking what you do, whatever it is, you'll be down in the dumps every day, not wanting to get up and do what you love, do do that job. Yeah, but I guess there's different upbringings. Like they exactly right. They, they've known what it's like to have, like to go without. Exactly. And so right. the way they see it is, you know, money is the, is how I'm going to get by. So I need to make that money because they've lived a life where they didn't have lot of things but um yeah I totally agree but I, I if I don't enjoy something I just get you get depressed I get I genuinely do yeah yeah and I know you do I've known you for a long time now and um that's just not you that is that accompanies a lot of other people as well uh so that's where job fulfillment for those type of people and for you really does matter if you really do not enjoy what you do the money the money doesn't matter the money doesn't matter as much as getting up in the morning and genuinely wanting to go to work for that thing you love are you at that point I reckon if I did what you do, I reckon I'd love it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I reckon I'd love I it. I won't lie. It's, a, it's not a bad job. The team at my workplace is great. Uh, we get to have conversations every once in a while. And, like I really connect with them, even though they are quite a bit older than me, but still. Um, but it's a, it's a great workplace. It's just the fact that I know I, I have more to offer I I want to impact more lives and imp- and I can't impact lives working there as much as I want to does that make sense so what's your dream oh man <laughs> my dream oh wow my dream is pretty simple what's that I just want to take care of mum and dad yeah, that pretty much sums it up. There you go. If we're thinking of it in that light, then yeah, 100%. That's the same as me. I want to take care of my mum. 
because of all the hard work she's put into us growing up it means a lot and now it's just up to us to repay that like that one quote that says uh, you may not have been born into riches but it's your fault that you die poor do you get yeah, that? yeah like it's like that's deep yeah like and that's okay like <coughs> we weren't raised we were very fortunate actually the way we were raised compared to other people out there but obviously we weren't raised with a silver platter on a silver platter so we have we've had to work for what we have at the moment and our parents have worked even harder for what we have at the moment so now it's just up to us to repay that fact and yeah 100% I totally agree that's my dream as well yeah do you know the two family members that um that act that that agree with me in that you should do what you love is mum and dad like they they said to me themselves like you don't have to worry about like like you know having a place to stay and food on the table because you're you're living at home so go and find what you enjoy and do that yeah that's what mum and dad have told me that's and that's that's good advice because I left my recent job because I even though I was making good money I was working every day I was working six days a week and I was making good money but it just didn't I felt like I I could have I could get a better job and right now I'm I'm stuck in in between that you know that, that. rock and a hard place yeah because I because now I don't have a job and I'm not making that money but I still feel like I can get a better job yeah but that advice from your parents that's golden uh, especially because you're living at home still especially like me as well I'm living at home so we're able to take those risks uh, and especially for any young listeners listening now like that's the time that you want to take those risks you want to take those risks when you don't have any overhead meaning you don't have expenses to pay for you don't have a loan to repay you don't have kids to look after this is the best time to go out and take those risks I actually have a theory it's called the retail cycle most people hate working in retail but they get stuck working in retail because once they start working they get a loan from the bank they get a new phone and have they have to pay 100 bucks a month for their phone bill they get a they you know they get they maybe they move out and they get their own place and they've got to pay for their energy bills and stuff like that and so they get they get stuck in uh, a retail job cycle a, a job that they don't like because they have things to pay for I want to find what I like before I have things to pay for but I, I still I have things to pay for now though <laughs> but, but, but I haven't <laughs> but it can get very worse yeah it, it could get, get worse. very more difficult yeah it could get more difficult I don't have to pay any of the electricity bills and stuff my parents pay all that so we are lucky in that sense definitely let's explore that re- retail cycle that you just talked about because I don't think it's just retail no it's just any job really isn't it you reckon because people get comfortable they go get loans they go have to pay for those hundred dollar f- phone bills and then they're stuck because if they leave they won't be able to survive two months outside that's the way they've structured their lives and 
I don't blame them because that's how you that's that's the way you live. You I have just chose retail as a example because that, that's as where the you name were. because that's where I was and that's where um, a lot of people with regret work. Yeah. Like at like at an old age, if you find a a, a p- person that works at a, a, like a retail shop like Woolies, let's say that's fifty, they don't want to be there. They've been there since they were eighteen or sixteen, maybe. They don't want to be there, but they're working there because they have stuff to pay for. And let's explore that. Like, that 50-year-old that works at Woolies, imagine his dreams when he was 18. Oh, he must have been dreaming big. Everyone dreams big. And even if he's dreaming small, he could still achieve, he could have still achieved those dreams. Like, let's say he wanted to be a, a carpenter. Some people say that's not a big dream, but he could have become a carpenter. But yeah. Then he had stuff to pay for. Yeah. Then he got stuck. So everyone's circumstances are different, and that's a good point as well. Like, who knows what that 50-year-old went through? Who knows what financial circumstances he's landed himself into? And maybe not even landed himself into, just the way he was brought up and his upbringing. Who knows? But, like we said, like that 50-year-old would have had dreams. Everyone has dreams, but they don't decide to take the risk and go after that. Do you know why I'm, I, I'm, I'm scared to take the risk as well? Because, and this is me being honest, because sometimes dreams don't come true. And that's the sad reality of it. That's the sad reality. Sometimes dreams don't come true. That doesn't mean you shouldn't fight for your dreams and you shouldn't... Um, that's, I'm just saying, mate, on a personal level, that's why I um, have trouble taking those risks because I feel like, oh, it's just going to, it's going to, I'm going to fail. But then again, you have to fail to succeed. If you never take the risk, you'll never know. Yeah, people, people should be taking, more people should be taking more risks in order to achieve fulfillment in life. Their level of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, just think, if you plan yourself if you take yourself just imagine this out of today and you plant yourself five years down the track and you look back what's that best life that you would live how is it structured what have you done in that five years and now you look back in five years time and you see that best life what is it what have you accomplished it's a hard question. You go first. For me, I hope to have developed my business very well. I hope to have learnt so many skills, which are high-paying skills. And I hope to have just helped mum out, like we said at the start. Yeah. To a point where, obviously, we're not going to it's very it's not it's not good to say that we'll be financially free and we'll be set and we'll be retired by the time we're that age five years down the track because it's not unreal, it's not realistic yeah you got to think realistically but you also want to think big as well so I would have loved I would love in five years time that obviously I'm not working anymore nine to five obviously I'm still working I'm probably working 16 hours a day but it's for something that I love 
that's what I would want. That's what would truly fulfill me. And the main thing is, I would want in five years' time to impact so many lives. My mission is to like to improve the education system, like we said in my first podcast, and really impact the lives of the youth. And maybe not even the youth, it's probably bigger than that. Some adults don't even know what they want to do in their life, so hopefully I can even impact them. But it's mainly the youth, because... <laughs> Most of the time, the youth don't even know what to what to do in their life. They're lost. They don't fit in. And if you're listening, you may relate to that. We have definitely related to that. Well, up. it's it's interesting because we're at me and you are sort of two different perspectives. In that you you know you know more than I do. Like you know what you want to do more than I know what I want to do. It's like my 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 thing is like. If five years from now or even two years from now I just want to find my passion because I haven't found it yet I think you have found it yeah you found it and that's good you're one step ahead I haven't found it yet I need to find it but it's hard like how do you how did you find it well do you know how like in the Chinese whatever the hell they call it, they have those, the year of the dragon and the year of the koala and the year of the rat or whatever it is. Yeah. I like to, I like to differentiate my years like that and I started with 2019 and this was, that was the year where I really developed my mindset. The year of 2019 was self-improvement for me <coughs> and more self-discovery. Uh, 2019 was a year of self-discovery for me. So I tried everything and anything, like I said to you. I worked at retail. I became the duty manager there. I started an eBay hustle, a side hustle that earned me some money. I started investing. I started trying to develop my expertise and knowledge in investing by learning <coughs> by learning that stuff. I started my Instagram page and grew an influence there and started impacting lives through there. So I just started doing different things and trying to find that passion. And eventually, I have found that I am truly passionate about changing the education system. Because you and me both know it is flawed. It needs improvement. And I'm sure many teachers and many students out there think the same and even graduated students probably think the same <clears throat> they probably went through the entire schooling career and hated it yeah so that's that's my passion and that's how I found it well I just think the education system doesn't cater to what the the education system that I would have is right is one where it caters to what the student wants to do. Don't force a student to do legal and psychology and if they don't want to do legal and psychology. Let's say a student wants to fix cars. Bring him a car and teach him how to fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's say a student wants to learn about um, investing. Bring in a teacher that knows about investing, teach him how to invest. And that is so... That would never happen. You don't think? Let's just be honest. Because like, why are we forcing students 
to do classes that they don't care about do, and that they do just so that they can pass and go to university and then at, and then pay 10 grand a year at university get into a massive debt and then just get an office job because they have to because they have to isn't it to pay that debt off they have to go get a job because they have to pay that I debt was, off I was talking to someone who did a law in psychology yeah he did a he did a degree, sorry, in psychology. And then I said, "So what do you do?" And he goes, "I work in marketing." <laughs> and I said, "You did a you did a you did a degree in psychology." He goes, "I work in marketing, so I can pay off that degree." Yeah. And wow. marketing was the the first job that I could get after university. Oh, and, I, and I said to him, "Don't you think you want to be a psychologist?" And he said, "Yeah, of course I want to be a psychologist. That's why I did it." So he went to uni for four years, did something that he was actually passionate about. But because he's in this massive debt, he has to do something that he hates. To pay it off. To pay it off. Because that's the first job he got out of university. And that's another thing, right? There's no guarantees. You can do that four year, five year, go and do your master's six, seven years. <clears throat> There's no guarantee out of that. There's no job guarantee at all. Not at all. And that's the risk you take. And that- a good education system would be, say that guy knew he wanted to be a psychologist... Bring in a psychologist, teach him psychology. Don't worry about fucking legal. He doesn't want to do legal. Don't worry about business. He doesn't want to do business. He wants to do psychology. Teach him that. Teach him that. Yeah. Do you get, and that's the perfect education system. Yeah. It's very close to it. And you can always change as well. Like, I'm not saying like stick to one thing. People don't know what they want to do. Let's say you think you want to do engineering, so they're teaching engineering, and then you, and then you change to fucking... Media, you want to do media. You can change that at school while you're still young. Instead of getting stuck in that one thing and then, you know what I mean? But while you're still young, you just try different things and if you want to, and let's say you figured it out and you want to, you know for a fact, oh, I want to be a psychologist. Okay, well then, we're going to teach you psychology. Don't worry about legal, don't worry about business, don't worry about... And you know what you just did without... Subconsciously knowing, you just said exactly what I said. You What's just, that? you just said, go try things, go try this, go try that while you're young. That's exactly what you need to do. Yeah, that is what I need to do. And you just said but it. But I didn't have that opportunity in school. I but was don't doing, make an excuse. I was doing these classes that I didn't even care about. Uh, that I didn't even. But now you're out of school. Go do what you want to do. But imagine if that system was in place. I know. I know. If that system was in place, people would be more ready and and ready after high ready school. Ready for the real life. Yeah. And if they want to go to uni, fair enough. But you know what I, th- you know what I think about uni. It's a business. Oh, hundred percent. They want to make money, and they're sucking students in so that the business can make money. You know how the the education system in Australia unless it's a private school is run by the government the students get paid by the government yeah but universities are different the lecturers the, the teachers get paid by the government sorry but lecturers get paid by the university yeah so that's why they need to charge the students 10 grand but what do the students do they get a loan from the government and then pay it off in taxes yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a it's all the way it's it? all the way for the government to make money and for the for the university to make money yeah one way to think of it that's for sure so like you really gotta be all in 100% no 
that that's what you want to do. And that's what some students don't do. Some students just do it because they think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, well, I'm not knocking university. If you want to go to university and that's what you want to do, then fair enough. That's your passion. That's what you're happy about. Fair enough. But some people don't know if that's their passion. And no one knows at 18. Of course, of course. That's true. you got to experience it like we just said. Do you know what I think? I think that uni, if you want to go to uni, I reckon you should have to be in the workforce for... People should be going to university at later ages. People that want to go to university. They should be going to university at 23, 24. Because when they work a regular job that they hate, it makes them want. It makes them want to figure out what they want to do quicker. Because they're like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be stuck doing this for the rest of my life. Oh wait, what do I want to do? Oh, I want to do music. And then they go to uni and do music. See, you should see. That's a great. That's a great thought. But you shouldn't have to wait till you're 23, 24 to do that. School should already be preparing you for that. Exactly. That's yeah. so true. That's and that's so true. that's what schools don't explore they don't explore people's strengths they don't explore people's passions and that's the exact reason why you you just said that was go do go experience life after school and that will further incline you to see and find your passions but that's what should be done at an early early age yeah exactly exactly because if you start young then you know what you want to do young and you're set you're set like, let's just say the, the perfect education system is year seven to nine. It's a bunch of different things that you, you can try. Then, then by year 10... You select them. You select them. And you hone in on them. And then you figure out... Hopefully by then you figure out what your passion is. Because school because has helped you. Because it's already explored those different avenues. Exactly, because it's already explored those different avenues. And then you focus on that one thing that you're passionate about. And you don't have to do all these classes you fucking... You hate. Yeah. 100%. But... Yeah. That's... And that's... That's... That is so far from being the reality. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's why I feel like I need to change something. I need to at least bring in some type of program, some type of something to, to really help students explore their passions really help students unlock their realities and understand that there's so much more to life than working a nine to five, going to university and retiring by the time you're 107 years old. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless that's what your passion is though. What if your passion is working a nine to five? Then that's not the case. That's not the audience I'm looking for. No? Nah. That's not, that's not the target market for what I want to do. And my passion might be working a 9 to 5 I wouldn't know Yeah I've never worked a 9 to 5 I've always had shift work Yeah You know what I mean? Yeah that's true That's true But you know I, I want to know the numbers Because I don't know the exact percentage But I heard Each year More and more students Are um, Dropping out of school And going to TAFE And you know why that is? Because TAFE is like what we want school to be. It's focusing on one thing that you're... That... Oh, that's so true. And more and more students are dropping out in year 10, year 11 and going to TAFE. Yeah. And they're already one, two, three years ahead of everyone because they've already experienced it. Yeah, exactly. They've already experienced real life at a young age. And then you wonder why. How are these rich? How are these idiots becoming rich and I'm not? I'm at university. I'm studying this to become this. 
but they're already rich they're already successful they've already found their passions why is that well just think about it we kind of just pretty much unlock that didn't we yeah at a young age they're going to explore their passions they understand that school isn't for them they're taking that courageous act dropping out of school and doing what they love <coughs> and most of the time they like that because it's hands on those kids they like that because it's hands on isn't it yeah and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Good on them. Yeah. They took a massive risk. <coughs> Dropping out of school, that's massive. That's a huge risk. Oh, yeah. And they're pursuing what they think they love. And then most of them, they love it. And then by the time we get out of school, they're earning massive money. They're working pretty tough, but they're getting rewarded for it. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably another reason why people are dropping out so young. What's that book that you had? Why is that idiot rich and I'm not? Yeah, I just made a little subtle reference to that. I'm yeah, glad you picked that up. Because there are a lot of rich idiots. Yeah. And a lot of happy idiots. Definitely. People that are idiots are actually very happy. Yeah. Because they don't think too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? They think the opposite of how we've been raised, and that's that's the entire uh, that's the entire summary of why is that rich idiot why is that idiot rich and I'm not? That's yeah. the entire summary of that book. To just flip your belief systems, to flip your opinions on life upside down. That's why I call it uh, USP, I think. <coughs> upside and broke. Or something like that. I cannot remember it. I read it a while ago. But we're thinking the right way. Right side up and broke. Exactly that. We're thinking the right way and we're broke. If you flip that, we're thinking the opposite way and we're rich. Fuck. That works? It Bloody earth it works. That does work. Because it, That's like George Costanza. We just need to do the opposite of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I am... What was that line? We was, when, I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. And then Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Because we've been raised in a system to think a particular way about life. And that is to go get good grades, go to university, go get a job. It doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't have to be that way, but students don't way. know that. They, the university's pushing their faces. School's been pushing their faces. Matter of fact, I've got an interesting story, actually. My brother decided to do VCAL this year, right? Because he wanted to go to TAFE and do music. And what's VCAL for the people that's in Oh, VCAL is, um, is... So VCE is like... Victorian. Certificate of Education. Yeah. Where you have to... It's what you do if you want to go to university. Yeah. VCAL is what people do so they can get the year 12 certificates and then go off to do trades and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly right. My brother wanted to do music at TAFE. So he did VCAL so he could go to TAFE to do music. He's found his passion already, which I'm very, I'm very happy about. But every single one of his teachers, apparently, said to him, you should, you should do VCE. You should do VCE. You should do VCE. That's terrible. Literally pushing university into his face. That's terrible. Saying, oh, you should go to university, so you should do VCE. But he doesn't want to. He wants to do music. Because he's a very intelligent kid, isn't he? Yeah. And and that's probably the reason why they're pushing that in his face. 
But that's not his passion. But he's realised it doesn't have to be that way. That's so good. Good on him. Good on him. I wish all. I wish most kids were like that. Because most kids get influenced by that. By the teachers. We got told once, and I'm, I'm sure you remember, that if you don't go to university, you'll be a failure. Yeah, we were told that throughout high school. Yeah. So what does that bring an unknowledgeable kid to believe? That tells him that if I don't go to university, I'm going to be a failure. Exactly that. And that's what they live their entire lives to do and to be. I was very fortunate enough to have found self-education, to have found self-improvement at an early age. So I was, I was able to understand that that's not the truth. Well, you know what? Year 10 students that dropped out and, and got a trade, they're laughing their way to the bank. 100%. At people that are, go, that, that are going to university for four years and ending up broke. Yeah. They're laughing their way to the bank. Like, see, you, you, you made fun of me for dropping out in year 10 and getting a trade. Look at me now. Look at me now and look at you. You know what? I want to bring up something to you, actually. Have you heard that quote by Bill Gates where he says he likes to hire lazy people? Yes. Because lazy people find the quickest way of doing yeah. things. <laughs> that is amazing. That is so amazing. For coming from that type of man, how good is that? And it's true, isn't it? It's so true. I'd hire people that cheat on their tests. Because they're bloody smart, aren't they're they? They're smart. They figured out a way to cheat the system. Yeah. <laughs> if it's writing on their cups, if it's writing on their bottles, if it's writing on their hands, some way they'll figure it out. They've, <laughs> they've figured out some, in, in, some coding system with their mates. One tap on the table means A. <laughs> Three taps on the table means C. <laughs> Who knows? They're bloody smart though. They figure it out. If only they, if only they applied that type of thinking into something they really loved. Yeah. Instead of cheating the system, <laughs> you who knows where they'll be. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. Do you remember when everyone cheated in Year Eleven? <laughs> they or was it Year Eleven Year Twelve? They wrote the answers on their books. And oh, the teachers yeah. were taking away their books. Yeah, there was a whole... The whole year level got, like, reported yeah. and stuff for that. That's an example of the system being shook. A whole bunch of students just cheating. And they're like, what the fuck? What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. But, like, it's it's also... I feel like, I feel like school teachers know that the system's broken as well at, at some level. Oh, definitely. But... They have not much control over that, especially at such a high year level, like year 10 and year 11, year 12. They have a set curriculum they have to teach, and if they don't teach that, they, they've, done it wrong. they've done it wrong by their job, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So they have to teach what they are told to teach. So they can't go out and explore people's passions. They can't go out and go and specify down into niche after niche after niche into different kids' And if you notice, a lot of the stuff that they're teaching is political and it is um, left-leaning because that's the, that's the government that's in control right now. It's the, uh, in, in Victoria, that is. Like, in other states, it might be different. But in Victoria, it's Labor's in charge and they're in charge of the curriculum. So they decide what books you read in English. And then they're choosing books that align with their views. Yeah, they're not. They're not teaching, and that's that's another problem with the education system that I have. They're not teaching people to think for themselves. They're teaching people to think one way. 
And if you oh. think differently, and you saw this in class, because I always thought differently to the teachers. Yeah. And if you think differently, everyone's like, wait, what? They're shook by it. Yeah. Remember how many times I'd argue with the teachers? <laughs> yeah, and they hated you for that. They hated me for it. Yeah, but you, you were bringing up such valid points. And it was, and it was like, some students were silent. Some students had agreed and they, with what the teachers were saying, and they agreed, like, like 100%. 100% and they and they voiced the fact that they agreed. Yeah. But the people that disagreed were too si- were too scared to say anything so they were silent. And I was like the voice Screw that. Yeah, I was I was the voice for the people. For for those people <laughs> that that were just silent. Oh, that's that's awesome. Um Yeah, but that's just that's just the schooling system today. And unfortunately there are so many kids that get influenced by it and there are so many kids that don't know any better. And that's what pretty much like we just out, what we just outlined there. Uh, and there needs to be a change. Yeah. There needs to be a change. You know what you should do? You should interview teachers and tell them your opinions on the education system and, and see, see what, what they think. See what they say. See what they say. Mm-hmm. See how many agree, see how many disagree. But what's that proving? I just think it'd be an interesting conversation. It'd be an interesting conversation to have. And record the whole thing? Because I know a lot of teachers would agree. But then a lot of teachers would say, no, you need to go to uni to be successful. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Have you ever had these conversations with teachers? Like, No, I haven't actually. Like you weren't like thinking like this at school? Like in this Oh, I was. I was. I was. But you just didn't say it? Uh, I wasn't this passionate about it during school. Like, I started this mindset around year 11. Uh, and I remember having conversations with Miss Alex. Remember Miss Alex, business? Yeah. And I was like, Miss, invest in me. Trust me, invest in me. Like that, I was just having those fun conversations. But like now, I really feel like there needs to be a change. I've, I've grounded that fact in my mind. And I'm sure there's so many people out there that do agree with us as well. Yeah. And they just... I don't know if there's been anything done about it. Nah, not at all. Nothing's being done. If something was being done, there would there would be at least a little bit of change. Yeah. Nothing's being done at all. Not a lot of people... I mean, a lot of people do think the way you think about the education system, but they're... It's like like the example that I was saying. They're the silent... They're silent about it. Mm. They're too scared to go up against the... The, the norm. The norm. Yeah. So they're forced they, into conformity. Exactly right. That just like how I was, let's say, the voice back in those days, you have to be the voice. Yeah. For these people that agree with you but are silent. And one example I always bring up is uh, you go back to 1912, right? And you see a man, and <laughs> sorry guys, there's a fly in the. Oh, we just caught it. Okay. Uh, you go back to 1912, and. You see a man, and you show that man a modern telephone, a modern phone, and you tell him, look at this. You can search up anything you want with a click of a button, and you'll get answers instantly. You can travel, you can talk to the, talk to someone across the other side of the planet just like that. They'll be like, wow, that's awesome. How can I get one of those? How can I do that? Then you, then you bring that same man into a modern day, modern day classroom. 
and he'll point out that the chalkboard has turned white. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that's changed. And that's so true, isn't it? Because that's literally the only thing that has changed. We used markers instead of chalk. There's the exact same row alignment. Kids are listening to teachers talk crap. Talk stuff that they don't even remember the next week. School is all about it's all memory. It's all about conformity. And it's all about conformity, isn't it? It's line up, sit in these chairs, in these in these rows. These people sit with these people. Think the way I think. Believe what I believe. Do what I say. When when was yes, the last... Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, miss. Yes, miss. Exactly. When does a teacher go up to you and ask, Hey, what do you think? <laughs> they don't. It's this is what I think, so write it down. When when has when do teachers go up to a student and say, "What do you think about this?" I don't think I can remember any. But one one time that's ever happened. Exactly. It's I think this way. Write it down. Conform. It's all about conformity. And that just brings down someone. I feel like that just brings down a student. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody earth. Brings them down. Because the student, that, that student could have so many ideas. Oh my god, that's just a totally different subject now. Oh my god, that's so true. Because every kid has... Kids are lighting up with ideas at that age. How many young kids are making apps and making millions off of making apps? And a lot of those kids, dropouts. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. That's why entrepreneurship is so big now. Entrepreneurship is so big within kids, but kids get that mixed up. Kids get that that word has been thrown around a lot. Yeah, it's become oh, a bit redundant, hasn't it? Exactly. Like I want to be an entrepreneur now, but I'll sit on my ass all day and do nothing. Like yeah. you're not gonna, you're not made out for that life. Some kids are made out for nine to five lives. Some kids are made out for entrepreneurship lives. You'll really know that once, and if you're listening to this now, I hope you can relate. You'll know that if. You feel alone. And I feel like I felt alone in my year 12 years, which is the final year in school, because I had this mindset that I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to do this. I wanted to take risks. I wanted to learn different things that the teachings, that teachers were not teaching me. And I couldn't voice that. I had no one to go to, just myself. I go home and I read books. I went home and I studied courses online. But I couldn't tell that to my friends at that time. That's fine. But that shouldn't be the norm. That shouldn't be the that shouldn't be what's the normal thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kids need to be able to voice those passions out loud and be confident. Yeah. I want to start a business. Teachers will be like, "No, be realistic, John." Be realistic, Johnny. That's so true. I want to be a basketball player. How many times did we say that when we were little kids? I want to be a footy player. Come on, Johnny, be realistic. Why couldn't they be? Why couldn't they be? Why are they getting shut down? It's all about working hard. It's all about strengthening your strengths. Yeah. But they're limiting their self-confidence at such an early age that once they get to year 10, year 11, they'll be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to work a nine to five. You know Donald Bradman? Yeah. This is, this is a perfect story, the right? The legend cricketer. He 
wasn't athletic in school, but he always knew one thing. He wanted to be a cricketer. So every day he'd go home and he'd, um, he'd try to hit a golf ball with a stick, with a pole yeah. against the wall. That's very difficult. Very difficult. And he, and he did it over and over and over again until he got good at it. Then he picked up the cricket bat and he was the, and he was the greatest batsman in the world. And he still is. And he still is the greatest batsman in the world. At that time, when he was in school, when people, when, when the teachers realised he wasn't athletic, they probably told him, be realistic. But he went home, he worked hard, he practised, and he became the best cricketer in the world. And you can apply that to anything. Oh, Business, yeah. entrepreneurship. Um, anything. Anything. Even a, a trade. Dancing. Uh, <laughs> like Music. Music. Website. Develop, like anything. You gotta have that self-belief nowadays because teachers don't instill that into you. Teachers eliminate that self-belief. And that's so wrong. And that's especially where it needs to be changed. If a kid if you can tell, if a teacher can tell that a kid is not interested by this subject, they shouldn't have to force them to do it. Exactly. They they don't want to do the homework, then so be it. Why force them? Why like it? It doesn't matter. Cater to the... You know what else it is? It's... We live in an age of victimisation. It's cool to be a victim. And because of that, people are making excuses and not following their dreams. Very true. This happened to me when I was younger. That's why I can't do this now. That's all... That's pretty much what they're saying, isn't it? But you should say... You should say, this happened to me when I was younger, so I need to do this. I must. I must do this. I must. That is such a powerful word, and that's what I've just transformed my vocabulary with. Instead of saying want, say must. Must has such a greater, deeper meaning. You need to do it. You must accomplish that. Once you say that to yourself over and over, you will do it. Yeah. And, and also another one, saying, okay, I'm not that good at reading. Oh, but I'm not that good. I'm not that good at reading yet. Yeah, I'm not that good at reading yet. Because you can train yourself to be good. I will be good. It's all about hard work. It's all about hard work. And it's all about the thoughts you tell yourself. And I'm, and I'm, I'm a, like, uh, we're not perfect. Like I make excuses all the time. Yeah, I do as well. And I'm at, I'm. I make I make a lot of excuses as to why I can't do things. <laughs> a lot of excuses and a lot of procrastination. It happens. But I'm at a point where I'm still trying to find that thing that I'm passionate about. But I feel like my excuse making is stopping me from doing that. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people do these days. That's normal. Make excuses. Alright, well, I think that's a great way to wrap up. Uh, Work hard, don't make excuses. Work hard and don't make excuses. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you can tune in next time we release something. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got some value out of that. I hope you like this little talk to talk. I think that's a new little experience for us, and I I hope you enjoyed that as well. So, later motives.